All right, people, what's up? What is up? We're on episode nine of the Bachelorette friggin' fantasy suites this week. Oh my goodness, getting hot up in here. It's also been insanely hot in my house. I mean, it's summertime, so it's been getting quite heated up in here. And we're poor, so we can't put the air conditioning on. <laughs> And I am a tyrant in my household. I'm like, don't turn that air conditioning on. I'll kill you. Um, trying to save money. You know how it is. So this week we also got the Men Tell All episode. By the way, hey, I'm Carrie Fox. <laughs> and I'm not here to make friends. Seeing as I don't even introduce myself. So that's great. Um, we also get the Men Tell All this week. Which... Um, was pretty lackluster, if I do say so myself. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I just ate a smoothie, and every time I eat smoothies, my throat does weird things. So I don't know why I podcasted right after <laughs> I did it, but who cares? Um, this week was pretty exhausting as a viewer. And not in a fun way, like, oh my god, like, so many twists and turns, like, wow, you really kept me on the edge of my seat, Bachelor. Like, no, it was like, I literally had to ask myself, like, why are you watching this show? Like, what benefit is it bringing to your life? I think, I think most people felt that way. I don't know if you were being, like, perceptive enough of how the show was making you feel, but I feel like this week was very different than most of the weeks on here, I literally, like, asked myself, I was like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I doing this podcast? Why am I watching this show? Because it's trash. And not in trash in, like, the funny way, but, like, literally trash TV. And, like, why am I watching it? Why am I bringing this into my life? Um, it just feels so, like, manufactured at this point. Like, there's no soul. Bachelor used to have a soul, and it was, like, so interesting and like it was it was fun to watch because you could watch it for like the character and like the people on the show and it was fun but now there's just no soul and I don't know it's like everybody feels like they're just like this character and they're always like playing up the drama and making like villains and they're just toying with people's emotions and like the audience's <laughs> emotions and like you don't know what to think anymore. Like, it, they're always trying to make somebody seem like the villain. And then, like, next week, it's like, oh, they're in love. And it's it's so confusing. And it's almost like being in, like, oh, my God, I don't want to make this comparison. Uh, never, don't, do not take this comparison seriously. But it's like being in an abusive relationship or something. Uh, because it's like you are always, like, guessing. And they're always trying to, like make you think different things and like confuse you and like one day it's this way and then one day it's the other way and it's so weird I just don't get it like why do they I don't know I'm gonna stop complaining and just get onto it um I'm gonna talk about men tell all first because the majority of it like I don't even care for talking about it <sighs> like I'm so over Chad I don't even want to talk about Chad. Like, I'm over it. I'm over it. Over it. So that leaves about five minutes left of the show for me to talk about. So let's get right to it, shall we? Um, first of all, Chris Harrison, <clears throat> he's like talking about how to... <laughs> swallowing noise. You're welcome. Um, he's talking about bringing Jojo out or whatever, and he's like, Jojo, the one who drove 26 men crazy with jealousy. And I'm like, really? <laughs> really did she? Because they all seem like they were pretty, pretty fine. They seem pretty stable. Yes, they drove them crazy with jealousy. That's insane. If that's the angle they're trying to go with this show, then I don't want to watch it anymore because, like, I don't want to watch a bunch of crazy people. I want to watch normal human beings who are funny and interesting. I don't want to watch a bunch of chads running around. 
Oh, if you heard that, I did not just fart. That was my foot on the bed sheet. I'm on the bed again today. We've still got some bugs up in here. Also, I'm just way more comfortable. And I'm super lazy. So, not in my sound studio. A.K.A. my closet today. <laughs> oh, swallowing noise. Beautiful. Um, so, we see the guys. And, oh my goodness, Brandon. Brandon cut off all of his beautiful hair. Or maybe it's gotten so long that he can put it in a ponytail, which would be like three million times better. Oh my god. But I didn't notice. But it looked like he cut off his beautiful hair. So I was like, no, Brandon. How could you? God, he's so beautiful. Why don't they make him the bachelor? That would be so awesome. Because, like, he didn't know anything about JoJo. And he came on and, like, he probably didn't know much about the show either. So, like... Oh, let's just switch things up. And he's so handsome. I love it. Also, who could forget beautiful my little teddy bear Ali being cute as always. Literally, Ali is like the least problematic. Problematic. <laughs> he's like the least problematic person on the show. Like he's just like, hey, I just wanted to get along with everyone. Like Ali, you're so precious. Um. Also. This episode of Mental All, I discovered a new fave, which is Damn Daniel, because he was one of the only, like, sane and relatable ones there, and, like, I was just proud. Like, good for you, Daniel. Like, making making Canada proud of you again after your terrible, terrible entrance. Like, maybe, maybe after this we'll consider taking you off the no-fly list, but I can't promise anything. We'll have to see how you do on Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> I hope he I hope he really becomes like amazing on that show because I think he's cool. And I think he has like potential and he's funny, so um Alright, so fuck. They're showing this like recap of the season and it's the most gratuitous shot of JoJo's rack I've ever seen and i was like on my knees thank you bachelor gods for blessing us with that beautiful shot like oh my goodness it was so nice like she was like leaning over to like fix her bathing suit or something or like i don't know what she was doing but it was like the camera literally like panned up her body and like full screen shot of her boobs in that bathing suit, like, like full on side boob. Oh my God. And you know, Jojo's side boob is so nice. <laughs> they always censor it out in the show. I can't believe they didn't censor that. If they censor out most of the shots of Jojo's boobs and ass or whatever, but like, whew, my God, like I could complain about objectification if I wasn't enjoying it so much. Like, oh man, just my gay ass. <laughs> oh Anyway, St. Nick. St. Nick, what do I have to say about that man? I mean, let's just keep St. Nick where he usually is, which is unseen. And let's just make sure that that continues. Because Mr. Nick was doing a lot of dumb shit this episode. It's like always the ones who get the least airtime during their season are the ones that want to like front the most in mental all. And it's really <laughs> sad. And we all see through you and your annoying behavior and trying to like beef with Chad and stuff. Like, oh my God, we saw right through you and you didn't look cool. It was terrible and cringe. This show is getting so self-aware, it's insane. Like, they had these little, like, cut scenes, like, when the commercials would come out, where, like, five, it was, like, ten seconds before they would actually, like, come back from commercial, and then the producers would be, like, counting them in and stuff, and, like, you'd see everybody, like, putting their mics on and shit. Like, it was so, like, I don't understand why they do it. <laughs> I don't understand. It's like they have this aesthetic now of like them trying to like be edgy and be like, oh, we're we're like running this super serious live show. Like, I don't know. And like the the acknowledgement of the Bloids this season 
And uh, Chris Harrison, at one point in the Mentel All Jojo, said, like, oh, it was an amazing journey. And then Chris Harrison was like, okay, everybody at home has to drink. And, like, it's just so weird. Like, they're so self-aware. I've never seen another show like this on TV that is, like, so aware of itself and, like, pointing out its own features like that. I don't even know. It's crazy. It's so, like, meta. Um, okay. So this is the point in the show <laughs> where Chad comes out and I just want to glaze misty-eyed over the entire thing. The only thing that I'm going to say about Chad is that he revealed himself to be so incredibly fashion-minded, which I so loved. Like, he was legitimately throwing out insults purely based on fashion alone. Like, hey, Chad, you're a piece of shit. Well, your pocket square doesn't match your shirt. Game set match, Chad. Oh my god, it was insane. Like, my fashionable ass was like, Chad, I love you. (laughs) Because there's nothing better than a man who can, like, know fashion and, like, pick out like, trends and things, like, exactly what Chad was doing, like, oh, well, your pockets where it doesn't match your shirt, fuck you, <laughs> and then they got the close-up cam of Derek's pocket square, and it was the fucking best, best moment of the whole night, oh my god, and, like, uh, yeah, so that's all I'm gonna say about Chad, that's literally all I want to say, is Chad, Chad, I, I don't even want to talk about him, because, like, I'm over it, and, and, like, we've had enough the tribe has spoken. Like, no. No more. Oh, man. So we move on. And uh, to be honest, like, I tuned out most of what Luke and Chase were saying. <laughs> Except when they both uttered the magic words, like, I'm ready to find love, which unlocked the door to being the next Bachelor. So we know they're in the running. I'm assuming Luke's going to get it. There's no way he's not. I don't know why they're <laughs> pretending that they're going to pick Chase. Why would they pick Chase? Why is everybody like, ooh, Chase is trying to be the next Bachelor? He literally did nothing this season. He was only, like, exciting this episode. Like, the fantasy suite episode. Like, the entire time he was just doing nothing. Like, he was boring and everybody didn't like him. Like, well, except me, but then that all changed. Um, yeah. So I don't know why everybody's like, ooh, Chase is trying to be the next Bachelor. Like, is he, though? Because I'm pretty sure Luke's going to be the next Bachelor. Or they're going to do a Hail Mary and bring back fucking Ari like they always say they will. But I can't see Ari as being a good Bachelor. <laughs> uh, I can't see it. He's just a goober. Like, he's not that attractive. And, like, he seems fucking weird. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to move my mic for a second because I feel like it's getting... Getting a little loose and making noise. Anyway, all right. Um, yeah, I don't know who's gonna be the next bachelor, and I don't care. Um, I don't like this angry side of Chase that we saw in the fantasy suites uh, episode. When spoiler alert, he got sent home. Uh, obviously, it's not a huge. Spoiler, because you should have seen it already, but uh, I haven't gotten to talking about it yet in the episode. But, like, when he got sent home, like, it got ruined for me. Because, like, I don't like angry people like that. And, like, it was just so shocking. Um, Because he was just, like, this angry and, like, mean dude. And I was like, that's so not the chase I was, like, envisioning. (laughs) And that I fell in love with. And, like, I'm not here for that. So, like... I'm not a really a Chase fan anymore. So, I mean, yeah, I was sad when he went home, but now I'm like, eh. But I'll get into that when I talk about the fantasy suite date. Um, and Luke is just boring. Luke is really boring. And then, like, I suppose that they could spice him up. Because most of the time, like, The Bachelor, he doesn't need to be exciting. Like, it's the women that they get to, like, do all this crazy shit. So I think Luke could do okay. I just wish they'd do like a Hail Mary and bring back Jake Pavelka or something. (laughs) Like it's sad that there are literally like no single guys that I can think of from the show that would make a good Bachelor. And don't say Ari, I swear to God. Uh, 
I just, there's literally none I can think of. Like Jeff Holm, but he wouldn't be Bachelor material. He's too goofy. I don't know. Let's just bring Brad Womack back again. Like, why the fuck not? Like, hey, third time's a charm, you know? Oh, anyway, that's all I gave a shit about on Men Tell All. So let's go back to the fantasy suites. Yeah, that was only, I'm only 15 minutes in and I, I'm already done talking about Men Tell All because it was zero percent interesting because all they did was talk about Chad and it was the most annoying thing ever and it was just like drama like drama that I don't need in my life (laughs) like what are they trying to do to me are they trying to like make me have a heart attack at 40 or something like I just want a chill bachelor chill oh man oh geez old Pete's and you guys know that I watch uh I watch live and I tweet live and um, I watch it like via a stream because I'm in Canada so I don't get like ABC Go or anything like that. Damn it, why can't we just take all of our borders down and just like love each other? Like why? Why can't I watch The Bachelor with everybody else? Anyway, I, I usually watch like illegal live streams and this this evening of the fantasy suites was haunted by streams not working, technical problems, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I thought I found the right stream, and I was watching the Democratic, uh, yeah, the Democratic National Convention or whatever, and um, I was expecting the show to come on, and then it just kept going, and there were just all these like people like talking about like the democrats and what they were gonna do and everything and i was like fuck where's the show so i did i switched back to another stream and it was there but i missed a bit of luke's thing but i did watch it over again i usually watch the show twice before i do the podcast just so i can pick everything up so i watched it again and i am so tired of jordan's whining like, Luke came, Luke was out there, and he's just like, I don't, where, I don't know where he went. Like, he got enough time with her, like, well, it's great timing that he pulled her aside now. Like, shut the fuck up, Jordan. Shut the fuck up. I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you. This is the first season where there's literally no one, like, interesting or, like, that I care about in the final two. Uh, Like, Chase was interesting to me, but then... He turned out to be a friggin' weirdo, so. Mm. Did you hear that? <laughs> Lovely swallowing sound. Oh my god, I should have done that on the other side of the mic. That was rude. That was incredibly rude. Um, yeah, so, tired of Jordan. Oh man, JoJo sends Luke home. And Luke is shocked, obviously. Chris Harrison showing human emotion for the first time. Uh, he, like, gives JoJo a little pat. And then he, he, like, his usual pat. And then he actually, like, switches to his human side. And then looks at her again. And he goes, like, are you okay? And, like, puts his hand on her back again. And, like, tries to comfort her. So that was cute. Um, Luke goes home. Like, I figured he would. Like, a lot of people were confused But I feel like they do this every season. Like, they make up some lame excuse to send the great guys home early so that they can make them the next Bachelor. Because, like, if they make it super far, then it's, like, I don't know. It's harder to make people believe that they're, like, ready to be the next Bachelor or whatever. Oh, my God. I just, like, ew. I won't explain it. I won't explain what just happened to me in that two seconds. Um, Yeah. It's rarely second place that gets Bachelor. It's usually third or fourth. Um, so it didn't surprise me. And, and like, yeah, JoJo was second place and she got it. But that's that's not usually what happens. That was a bit of a crazy, crazy time. Because it was supposed to be Kayla or whatever. but Or Kayla, whatever her name is. Um, yeah. So Luke went home. I wasn't surprised because she was like, it teased it. And they were like, oh, maybe I won't send Luke home. But I was like, you're obviously going to send Luke home. Like, it's time. Because they did the whole song and everything. And then, like, on their date last week. 
and they made him seem all romantic and shit. And I'm like, this is the perfect date to send him home and then make him bachelor. So that's exactly what they did. Um, although his, uh, he was sent home and he was pretty shocked. His dead shark eyes were coming out in full force and, uh, his cheesy levels were getting real cheesy. He was like, I thought the magic was real. Like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, oh my God, I've never heard a person talk like that. (laughs) It's going to be really awkward to see him on Bachelor. Because he's going to have to say all those things to all these different people. I don't know. Maybe he'll be a great bachelor. He's very sensitive. Like, I think that's awesome. I think he'd be a good bachelor. I th- I think... And he's not like most of the guys we've had. Like, friggin' Ben. Axeman. Like, just like completely emotionally devoid. I think Luke would be okay. I think Luke would be a nice change. Um... So, Luke goes home, and we're headed to Thailand for our Exoticism 101 class. Um, JoJo is going on a date with Robbie first. She sees Robbie and immediately is like, so we're at this crazy market. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, oh my god, just trying to like get through the date as fast as possible. It's like when the tour guide takes you through the last tour of the museum and they're like, okay, come on, let's fucking go. (laughs) Okay, let's move on, please. This way, everyone. Like, JoJo's like, so we're at this market and like, let's look at a few things and then let's get going, let's go. Oh my God. The sound mixing on this episode was all over the place. The levels were like someone tripped and fell onto the soundboard and like fucked up all the little (laughs) like dials. Oh, they were like, let's go to the market. And then there was this huge wall of sound just blasting at you of like Taiwanese. No, not Taiwanese. Um, What do you call like Thailand? Uh, Just Thai, just Thai of Thai violins or whatever instruments they have. And it's like, like blasting at you. And I was like, oh, my God, who was the sound mixer on this episode? Oh, oh, and we got that thunderstorm and everything. So they went and they're just like, hey, let's get some whites to go to Thailand and get a pedicure. Because that's not like fucking like racist or anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, they couldn't fly JoJo's eyebrow stylist out to Thailand. So she was roughing it this episode. Um, Yeah. I, to be honest, I blocked out most of what they were saying because I can't stand Robbie as a person. Um, oh, you know what? Robbie, I don't mind him half, you know? I don't mind him. I would rather Robbie win than Jordan because I feel like Robbie's a more genuine person and more interesting person than Jordan is. But I feel like Jordan's going to win in the end. And yeah, I don't know. I wish Robbie would win. I think he's nice, and I think he's nice to JoJo, but I really think JoJo's going to pick Jordan. Oh, man. So we go to the night portion. JoJo asks Robbie if he's hot, and he's like, no, no, I'm great. And then, like, they walk under a light, and you see, like, Robbie's forehead just glistening with sweat. Oh, man. Hot out there in Thailand. Um, So Robbie... (laughs) This is the part where I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening? Um, Robbie gives Jojo this note. And it's the most crumply ass. Like, literally, like, put it through the wash by accident. Pulled it out. It's a note from his dad uh, saying, like, oh, Robbie, I know you're genuine, blah, blah, blah. And he was saying, like, uh, it's it's for you because, like... Uh, now you can see that, like, the person that knows me the best, uh, knows that I'm genuine or whatever. And it's like, okay, Robbie, like, really trying to sell yourself there. Like, you're not convincing me that, like, (laughs) you're completely genuine if you're trying this hard. Um, but also it's like, here, Jojo, like, take this crumpled ass piece of paper I was just gonna throw it anyway. Like, 
Oh, hey, hey, you know what? Also, this piece of lint reminds me of you because it's so soft and it's always here with me. And I want you to keep it. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, thank you, Robbie. Wow. Um, I just looked at it and I was like, why the fuck would JoJo want to keep this crumpled ass piece of paper? Oh, my God. And it's from his dad. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what his idea was. And I don't believe for a second that Robbie's dad wrote that note. Like, it's just too convenient for Robbie's whole story. Like, I bet you the producers were like, okay, Robbie has nothing to offer. So, like, let's just get him to bring a gift so that he can, like, bring up the the conversation they had at Hometowns. And Robbie's like, okay, I got this. I got this. Guys, don't worry about it. I got this. And then the night of filming, he whips out this fucking note and the producers are all like, oh, God, like faces in their hands, like, Robbie, why? (laughs) You should have consulted with us about this first. Now we have to put this on TV. Oh, man. And then they do, they like finish the date and then they use that romantic kissing music. Like... You know, you know the one. And it's like you know the music I'm talking about, the romantic they usually save it for the finale, but they literally used it on this date that Robbie just gave her this fucking like crumpled up note and then it was like, Oh, we're so in love and they gave them the beautiful kiss music and I don't understand. You can't use it for something so dull. It just cheapens it. Also, Robbie keeps calling Jojo Joel for some reason, and uh, it's kind of weird. It's like, oh, I know her so well, so I'm going to call her by her actual name. And like, yeah, I kind of get it because you want to like seem like you're more serious, but like, it's really weird that he keeps calling her that. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> you'd think like if you're more friends then you start calling them, like, by their nickname or whatever. Like, I have a boyfriend, and his name is Muhammad, and uh, he just goes by Mo. And I remember at the start of our relationship, I would always, like, want to call him Muhammad because I'm just like, oh, but, like, I want to be, like, serious. I don't want to, like, call you by your nickname or whatever, like, because, like, I'm your girlfriend, and, like, this is serious or whatever. And now I just call him Mo all the time because it's like we're friends, you know? And, like, I'm not going to call you this, like, really weird, like long ass name when I could call you your nickname you know so like I don't get why Robbie is calling her Joelle all the time it's like she's his boss or something anyway maybe she is the boss in the bedroom if you know what I mean (laughs) fantasy suites um do you think Robbie would like (laughs) do you think Robbie would like a nice strap on in the booty do you think you would like that do you think jojo brought like a big bag of tricks with her into the fantasy suite do you think robbie had a conversation with her that night and she was just like wow thank you for telling me this (laughs) um let's try it and then they got the producers to like run out and like hey can you pick up can you go to the stag shop down the street and pick me up (laughs) some items please and they were like, what the fuck? But I don't know. You never know what goes down in that fantasy suite, guys. I mean, whew. I mean, just just broaden your perceptions. That's all I'm asking. Um, I don't know what, other than that, I don't know what JoJo sees in him other than he, he is fluent in words of affirmation, which we all know is JoJo's love language. So he's got that going for him. Um, honestly, I feel like he's using his lizard mind powers to make her fall in love with him. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how those work. I don't know why St. Nick's lizard powers didn't work on her, but Robbie's did. So maybe there's, like, some, like, hierarchy in the lizard, like community (laughs) where Robbie is more powerful he is like head honcho like prime Gandalf lizard and like he can make Jojo fall for him but we'll see we'll see if she picks him and then we'll know we'll be able to like conspire and have all these theories 
about the social hierarchies of lizard people. But anyway, um, I had a question while I was watching this episode. Uh, what if you don't want to go to the fantasy suite with someone? Like, what if you... Because there's obviously points in the show where, like, you have to bring people to the fantasy suite. And, like, what if you don't want to, like, get naked in front of them? Like, how do you maneuver around that and not make it seem like you're going to send them home? It's like you get to the fantasy suite and it's like, oh, I actually don't want to have sex. Like... I just want to like lay here fully clothed and just chalk. <laughs> just I was, I was saying the word chat and talk at the same time. I just want to chalk. Um, how how uncomfortable would that be, and how would you maneuver around that? I know most of the bachelors and bachelorettes like they're just talking in the fantasy suite, but like I'm sure at some point like they try to have sex with them, and then how do you be like, no, please don't. <laughs> I don't want to. I guess I guess that's what we all deal with in real life when we don't want to have sex, so I feel like it would be the same thing. But, I mean, there's obviously another level of the whole game that you have to deal with. I wonder if they sign that on their contract. Like, you may have to go to the fantasy suite with someone that you don't want to, and you are giving your consent right now that you will spend that time off camera with them and you are responsible for yourself. There has to be such a huge contract for this show for all the shit that could happen. Like, imagine if there was like, like, what if someone, okay, trigger warning for rape. I'm going to talk about rape in a second. Um, so turn away, trigger. Um, what if someone got raped in the fantasy suite? This is a horrible conversation, but I want to have it. Um, would their contract, like, what do they write in the contract about the fantasy suite that, like, protects The Bachelor from, like, getting sued or something around that? Like, I'm, I'm literally wondering if they have that written up in their contract, like, you can't sue us for anything that might happen, like, in the, tw in the 24 hours or the 12 hours that you spend by yourself with this person. And it's like, you have to give your consent that you're completely responsible for your actions or like the actions of the other person. I'm just wondering how that works. Wow, got super dark, <laughs> super dark. Uh, let's move on, please. I'm running out of breath because I'm talking so much. One second. <gasps> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, I do need to take a breath though, one second. Oh, that was beautiful. Um, oh, God. So we wake up in the morning. Jojo and Robbie are hanging out. And uh, I don't know about Jojo, but half-naked Robbie is, like, the last thing that I want to see. And I think America wants to see. But, like, oh, we got it. We got it. We sure got it. And they were kissing, and Robbie was naked. And, like, his skin, it's like, it looks like plastic. He looks like a Ken doll. He's literally a Ken doll. Oh, and they were kissing, and it was really uncomfortable for me. <laughs> really uncomfortable for me. So let's move on. Let's move on from the nightmare. Uh, she goes, and she's on her date with Jordan now. And immediately I looked, and I, <laughs> I saw that Jordan was going, and I'm like, yes, leave the best for last. Chase. Chase is gonna go all the way and they're gonna like have this great date and he's gonna be back in the running. Boy was I wrong. Um anyway so she has this date with Jordan and uh to me it feels like Jordan and Jojo are just dating. Like she's still pretending to be all charming and like her winning self and like she's not just like relaxing and like being a girlfriend with them. I don't know. I guess that comes in time. They've only been going out so long. But, like, you'd think that if you're going to pick this person and, like, marry them, you'd want to get to the point where, like, you're being more yourself around them. But it just feels like JoJo's, like, still trying to, like, impress him and stuff. Um, the sound mixers, again, just going to town on that Thai flute music. Just crazy. Um, I have one question. And, uh, I feel like it's an important question for bachelor history and bachelor future, <laughs> but 
Bachelor, past, present, and future. Um, how many times are we gonna do these no kissing temple dates until you guys realize that they're horrible and exploitative and no one likes them? I just want to know. I just want to know when they're going to stop. <laughs> like, yeah, we're in a sacred space, so let's be respectful. Oh, but let's make jokes about it and <laughs> joke about how much I want to kiss you and be like, oh, it's actually great that I can't kiss Jordan in this temple because, like, usually I'm all over him. Like, <laughs> you're so funny. That's such a cute date idea. Yeah. Let's just go to the sacred space so that we're forced to not touch each other. That's really, really respectful, guys. I love it. And as much as I hate it, like, as horrible as it is, um, I, I would also like to thank the Bachelor producers for giving me this respite amid all the kissing and touching this episode and just giving me a moment of peace where I don't have to... Uh, to deal with that shit. Uh, so I, I do appreciate it, but I don't appreciate all of the commentary. Like, oh, it's, it's nice that I can't kiss. They're like, oh, I really wish I could kiss you right now. Like, get over yourselves. You're in a sacred space. You put, you put your shirt on so that you'd cover up your shoulders, but you didn't turn your little mouth siren off, did you, Jojo? <laughs> Just chatting up a storm about all this disrespectful shit, and I don't like it. I'm a hater. I'm just a hater on here. Anyway, JoJo's gonna pick Jordan, I'm absolutely sure. Like, she's doing the same thing that she did with Ben. Like, oh, I'm so happy. Like, she just gets really giddy and excited. That's exactly how she was after Ben told her that he loved her. So, I'm assuming that... Their shit is gonna pop off. Okay, I gotta drink some water. Avert your ears. Mm -mm -mm. Hydrate. Hydration is the key to success. Alright, so we head into the night portion for JoJo and Jordan? Yes, Jordan. Jordan Rogers. The infamous Jordan Rogers. Um, Jojo asked Jordan, where do you see yourself in two years? And Jordan's just like, hmm. Uh, he does that thing that he always does, like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, w I wasn't thinking about you at all. I was just, uh, I was just thinking about me. So don't really have an answer for you. And Jojo's like, oh my God, Jordan, can you pick up on what I'm putting down for two seconds? Um, and Jojo all night is being a little shit stir with Jordan, and I was loving it, because she's giving him the what for, that's for sure. Anyway, let's not chat about every tiny detail. Um, they go to the suite, and Jojo... <laughs> that last shot of Jojo... One second. That last shot of Jordan closing the door... <laughs> And like before they go in the fantasy suite and it's like, okay, we're closing the door. We're going to have sex now. Um, Jojo looks like she's already ready to go. Like she's literally like leaned over the side of the bed, ass up, waiting for Joro to just put that D right in there. And it was like, wow, that just got really sexual. All of a sudden she was like laying on the bed doing that thing where like girls like they, they move their feet. Like, you know, you're laying on your stomach and you put your knees up so that your legs are up in the air and then you like move them back and forth and you look all cute. She was doing that and I was like, wow, this is really sexual right now and uh, I'd like it to stop, but she's really cute. So it wasn't that terrible. Um, next morning, I bet you could just crack that bed sheet right in half. Whew. Anyway, so we're moving on. Uh, Jojo says she's in love with multiple men, but not three. See ya, Chase. Um, yeah, so we head to the date with Chase. And although, <laughs> although I was unbelievably wrong 
about how far Chase was going to make it on this show, I was right in knowing that he has a fun side because boy, do we get it on this date. It's like Chase was harnessing his energy for the entire season, just centering himself for this last date. And then he just unleashed everything that he had built up throughout the entire season. I'm pretty sure he popped some Molly for this date. Um, whew. yeah, and they don't even, they like have some fun. They do the little fish market thing and then they're, and then they're playing in the water and all that shit. And, and they're both like, oh, this date is so beautiful. Like I'm having such a wonderful time. And then it's like, okay, bye. They go into the night portion and they go to the fantasy suite and all that. And then immediately it's like, oh, actually, like I didn't have a great date and I don't like you. So bye. I just don't understand these people. Because, like, the first portion of the date, it was like they were perfectly in sync. They were perfectly in love. They're having a great time. And then I don't know what the fuck happened. Um, Robbie comes in being an absolute shitwad, just interrupting <laughs> between the date and saying hi to JoJo. Why would you want to kiss someone, like, on the same day that you know they're kissing? I guess they've been doing that all season. They all kiss her during those fucking cocktail parties and shit, and they're just saliva just co-mingling in, in everybody's mouths. But, uh, Robbie. Robbie, why? He comes in, and they're sitting down, and he's talking about the fantasy suite, and then he says... <laughs> he pauses so long. He goes, that taste. And pauses the longest time and I'm just like oh my god is he talking about the taste of her but JJ like what and then he put that taste of what a lifetime would be like and I was like Robbie oh my god you had to pause you had to pause you had me going there Whew. oh my god so we go to the fantasy suite with Chase. Chase says, I love you. JoJo leaves the room. And this whole time, I was in denial. I was like, JoJo, <laughs> JoJo's like, I don't love him. I have doubts. And I'm like, oh, she's going to come back and say she wants to give him a chance. Like, it's all just a ploy. Like, this is how much distrust I have in Bachelor because they've, they've fucked us over so many times that now... Whenever someone says something that like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to send Luke home or whatever, or which actually happened. So I should have seen it coming, but she was like, oh, I don't love, I, I have doubts about Chase. I'm like, she's going to come back and say like, oh, I want to see what, how it works out. And I want to like put this effort in and all that stuff. And like, I was so convinced and I was just in denial the entire time. And, um, for the longest time, I was just like, Chase is gonna go all the way. <laughs> and I was like, there was no way that they'd go to commercial after saying she has to send him home unless they were gonna keep him around. But like, hey, look what happened to Luke. So this episode is just a graveyard of broken dreams of false hopes. Oh, man. No normal person hears I love you and then it's like oh this is the exact moment I knew we couldn't work so I better break up with them right now right the fuck now <laughs> right after they told me no normal person does that uh this show is terrible I literally thought she was gonna pull a fast one on him like I'm not in the same place as you but I want to give us a chance like fuck Jojo <laughs> Oh, she was sending him home and I was still like, no, it's going to be okay. And so Chase flips. <sighs> Understandably, because this show is trash. Like, they literally have to string these people along and the producers are like, okay, you have to tell them you love them now. And then the Bachelorette has to convince them that, like, this was their idea just two seconds ago when really it was, like, the whole plan all along. Where they're just like, okay, you need to go on the date with Chase today. And then we're going to say bye to him tonight. He's going to tell you he loves you. And then you're going to say, oh, I realized I don't love you that much. And they're just like, okay, got it. Got it. I'm going to do it. And then they have to try and convince them 
that it was like this genuine thing and it's insane. And then, and then JoJo's like, why are you mad at me? Like, please don't be mad at me. Like, oh my God, of course they're going to be mad at you. You're complicit in the act. You signed the damn contract that said you would have to keep these people around, even though you knew you weren't going to pick them. You signed that thing. Like, you're, it's your own fault, JoJo. Uh, and like, I know I'm talking a bunch of shit, but like, it's all so obvious just based on the fact that Jojo is the most terrible actor I've ever seen on this show. Like when she sends people home, she's like, I, I didn't know, uh, I loved you and or, or I <laughs> didn't know I would feel this way. And I'm, I'm so sorry. And it's like, you're not fucking sorry. You knew this was going to happen. And then Jojo She's always just like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't know. I don't know how to do this. Her typical line. Oh, and that's just her being like, oh, I'm the victim. Like, they're making me do this. Like, like you signed the contract, Jojo. Nobody forced you to. Anyway, Jojo's not the bad guy here. It's the show. It just takes these people and chews them up and spits them back out. Oh, man. So we go to the rose ceremony. My voice is fucking dying, but we're almost done. Almost done. Um, Chris. <laughs> they go to the rose ceremony, and the guys, like, meet up with Chris Harrison before they go in there. And Chris is, like, fucking welcoming them to the rose ceremony. They always do this when it's, like, two or three left. Um, Robbie is talking about the fantasy suite, and he's just like, yeah, I just fell more in love with her or whatever. And Chris is like, oh, oh, you're in love? Oh, that's so interesting. Wow, that that's amazing. Like, Chris, why are you surprised? Like, Robbie has been in love since fucking week four. You're the host. You're the host of the show. Oh, my God. Like, fucking, like, when you're backstage, just, like, watch the monitors a little bit. Like, keep an eye out. You know, he's been saying it the entire time. I don't know if I just copied that joke from Rose Buddies. I listen to them constantly. So, like, if I do copy jokes from them, it's probably just because, like, I'm constantly listening to them. I don't mean to do it, but, like, oh, my God. <sighs> They're just ingrained in my psyche now. Um, Robbie. I just want to make a note about Robbie's beard. It's the highest beard I've ever seen on a man. It's, like, up to his eyebrows. Uh, also another aesthetic note that I picked up on of Jordan's caprice not making his legs look any longer. And they were so weird. They were like bell-bottom capris. So like, not only were they like really weird looking on his already short legs, um, he was like wearing sandals. So they like flared out and then he had sandals underneath. And I was like, what? Like, this is such a weird fashion choice. I don't understand. And then Robbie came in and he was like, oh, looking dapper, man, or whatever. And I'm like, really, Robbie? Because <laughs> he looks fucking weird to me. Anyway, Chase comes back and he's like, surprise, bitch. I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. <sighs> this show. I just need to like. I need to cut this show out of my life and, like, I'll just see, like, my entire face clear up and, like, my life will come together and, like, I'll I'll be successful and, like, happy. But you know I'm gonna keep watching this show. I, I don't know. I don't even know. We'll see. We'll see how Bachelor in Paradise goes. Because Bachelor in Paradise is always fucking amazing. So I think that will renew my love. But these past couple episodes, whew, they're testing me. They're really testing me. <laughs> um, Jojo looks like so mad when Chase comes back. She's just like, what the fuck are you doing here? And then she has to like pretend that she's happy to see him again or whatever. I don't know. Or like intently listening to him like, oh, yes, thank you for saying sorry. Like she's probably just like, no, get the fuck out. Ugh. And Jojo says, in, like, after Chase goes home, she's 
crying in an interview and she's just like, when did falling in love become so hard? When you decided to do it 25 times at once, Jojo. That's when. That's when. Like, did you even know what you signed up for? That's what I'm wondering. Uh, so Robbie and Jordan are in the finale. Like I give a shit. Um, let's move on to the bloopers. Uh, I have only one thing to say about uh, the, these bloopers today, and they were the monkey things. I feel like monkeys are Thailand's pigeons, and like people love going there and being like, oh, monkeys, oh, they're so cool. But like I see them, and I'm just like, they're rats. They're just huge rats. I hate monkeys. They're disgusting. Um... <laughs> Monkeys are disgusting. The final note of this episode of Not Here to Make Friends. Um, yeah. Pretty much all I have to say. What an episode. What an what a double night special. And like it's Friday today. No, it's Saturday. It's Saturday. I'm sorry I got this episode out so late. I don't know what happened. I was gonna record last night and then my boyfriend was like Oh, come out with me. Like, come. Like, he's fuck, He's like a Pokemon trainer now. He's fucking trying to catch all these Pokemon. And he wanted to go to this park and catch a bunch. So he dragged me along. <laughs> it was all right. I just don't play Pokemon. So I don't know why I was there. But we were just walking around, spending time together. So I just threw up my hands and said, oh, I'll just record tomorrow. Oh, man. I don't know where I was trying to go with that. Just trying to give you some details into my life, you know? This exciting life that I lead. Yeah, so I guess I guess that's my own love life compared to The Bachelor. You know, love isn't always fucking rainbows. <laughs> what did Chad say? Isn't always like castles and fucking rainbow unicorns i don't know sometimes love means you go catch pokemon with your boyfriend even though you have no reason to be there it was pretty though we were walking along this lake it was nice i'm just saying all these things because i'm afraid he's gonna listen to it and think i didn't have a good time because <laughs> you know i get bitchy on this podcast so, Mo, if you're listening, I had a great time. <laughs> it was so fun. It was actually fun. All right. I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to get going. <laughs> I will see you next week where hopefully, oh my God, it's the finale. Who knows what could happen? Who knows? Who knows? I'm pretty sure it's going to be super boring. <laughs> But we'll see. I'm rooting for Robbie, but I know Jordan's going to win. Absolutely. There's no way she's going to pick Robbie. But if she does, whew, I'm going to be really excited. Because I think that'd be cool. For once, just pick the average guy. It's like when Desiree picked Chris. I was like, yes! Yes! Finally, just a normal person. Not some fucking football star. Anyway. I'm going to peace out. Peace out.